Welcome to TPQ20, where we go beyond the page with poets about passions, process, pitfalls, and poetry. I'm Courtney Margolin. And I'm Chris Margolin. Let's expand the conversation. Uh, first thing we always like to ask people is, um, I know who you are. Um, I'm a big fan of We Are Owed. I, uh, I got my copy a few days ago in time for the Keeley Challenge. Um, <laughs> so I, I know who you are, but our audience may not. Um, so if you were to kind of give an elevator pitch on who you are, uh, who are you? Oh, I hope I would never have to do that, but <laughs> I am, <laughs> I am um, I'm a poet. Uh, I'm only a poet. That is the only type of thing that I write. Um, I am, I'm a black Mexican American poet from the south side of San Antonio, Texas. Um, I came up through the spoken word and slam communities. Um, and so I always, always have them in mind when I'm writing anything. Very nice. That's uh, we'll, we'll come back to that for sure. Cause that's uh, uh slam, that the slam and performance world is very close to my heart. Um, so, uh, it's uh you know, it, I, I have a really nerdy background of like 16th to 19th century British poetry. So like my background okay. is super like, <laughs> I, for some reason got stuck on that. Uh, and then I, and then I realized that there was like a whole new world of poetry. I actually had a couple of mm-hmm. students, um, uh, introduced me to mm-hmm. uh, some, some slam poetry and I just, everything just, uh, it just all fell together. Um, so <laughs> how, how did you get, I guess let's, let's start, um, I guess let's mm-hmm. start with passions and then just go through the process here. But uh, okay. uh, what, what are your, um, when it comes to the world of poetry, uh, what are your passions? Uh, I feel like probably the two biggest ones are, um, Performing and uh, and relationships with other poets. So I think something that's really integral to folks who came up through SLAM um, is like there has to be a SLAM community in order for a SLAM venue to happen. You know, so like all of the mentors that I had growing up, it was like every single person in the SLAM was not only a poet, but they were also a host or a DJ, or they picked up kids and they drove them to the slam, or they were a workshop facilitator, or they were an event organizer, or they were a graphic designer, you know, Mm -hmm. so like everybody sort of wore these multiple hats, and we all understood that the space could not happen unless all of us volunteered our free time to do these things, and so I feel like it's very different from like the MFA sort of like professional literary world where it's like the lone writer in isolation. Poetry mm-hmm. has never, my experience with poetry has never been that. It's always been that writing and performing is done with groups of people, you know, on teams um, at the same time. Nice. Yeah, I, that's, that's fantastic. I living, we live just outside of Portland, Oregon, so the slam mm-hmm. community here is amazing. Yeah. Um, who were some of the, who were some of those people in the community that, that really were kind of your mentors um, and people kind of you looked up to? Yeah, the first person, um, she goes by vocab. Um, her name is Andrea Sanderson, um, but she's been a pillar of the San Antonio performance community for the last few decades. Uh, when, we are, when we are together hanging out in San Antonio, we can't go anywhere without her getting recognized. She's very much a local. She's a host. She's an MC. Um, she sings. She's in a band, um, and she's a poet, and she was in the slam community for a period of time. So she, um, I met her when I was 17 years old. Um, and she drove me to my first poetry slam in Austin because San Antonio didn't have a youth um, poetry slam right. scene at the time. Um, 
and she just was my biggest support. She's friends with my mom. <laughs> you know, oh, that's so like, awesome. If it wasn't for her, I probably would still be writing poetry, but I would not have entered the slam space without vocab. Um, how so she, how old were you when you did your first when you performed your first slam? Uh, I was November two thousand ten. I was I was seventeen. <laughs> I was seventeen that that morning. I um I shaved my head. I like went to the the salon and I got my head shaved. Um, you know, it's just an exercise in being brave. And then shortly after that, vocab picked me up and drove me to the slam. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> what a great what a great entry <laughs> entrance into that world. That's awesome. It's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> um obviously your your we are owed is it's a i mean it's a story uh mm-hmm. and and it's so there must be a process beyond just kind of the nine to five sit down and write as you said you're not the lone writer you write you know you, you write where you are and where you are in life mm-hmm. so what is what is your process when you sit down to write um, are there any superstitions you have, any rituals you have to go through? Uh, what what do you do? That's funny. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily know if I have any. I'm not very particular about my writing space. Um, I I come from like a very I come from a, like a working class family that has not had many resources, and so like writing for me always happened whenever and wherever it could. It, I didn't have to have a certain you know type of materials. To write, I didn't have to be in a certain place. It was wherever I could write, that's where I was going to write. Um, if I had to sit on the floor and do it in a little, you know, five-cent notebook, that's what I was going to do. Um, and so I think, I think for me, it's more about like what am I trying to communicate when I sit down to write. Um, I take, um, I am. <laughs> my friends always said that if I had a, a rap name, it would be logistics. <laughs> 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 I'm, a, I'm like I'm a very organized person, and so usually when I sit down to write, I almost always know something really important about how the poem is going to be organized. I either know how it's going to end, or the main thing I want to communicate, or I have an idea for the structure. Um, and so me sitting down to write it is figuring out, okay, how do I fill in all the space in between so I can make the thing that I have in my head. Um, so I sometimes make a lots of lists. Sometimes I'll kind of just write like a rough outline of a poem or if there are certain lines that are already in my head that I know I want in the piece, I'll write, I'll write out everything I can already think of, and then I'll try to build from there. Well, then I have to ask, this is kind of a follow-up to that. So We Are Out obviously mm-hmm. has different, um, it's structured differently throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is there a process, you know, for, for the first portion, is there a process when we have, you know, our, our short stories that we're getting versus, you know, the heavy form pieces do you have, especially your form, because your form pieces are, are they're they're real, they're real tightly structured and and uh, and they're they're prominent enough to help tell the story. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a different process dependent on which uh, kind of which form you're heading toward? I think it more has to do with what's being communicated in the in the poem. I think I'm always interested in. Especially with with We Are Old, which I feel like I had a list of goals that I wanted the poems in this collection to meet. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when I was going back and revising things, I was constantly asking and literally annotating each poem in the Word document 
saying like, this is what I want this poem to communicate. Do I feel like it's communicating this? Okay, if I don't, why not? Um, and if the form was an issue, um, if the form was a hindrance to me communicating what I was trying to communicate, then that's when I kind of would try to reformulate it from there and figure out, okay, if this form is not working for this, what, what other shape could this take that could better aid the telling of the story? I'm not someone who um, is a very formal poet. I feel like We Are Owed is probably my most formalist collection. I, um, yeah. not, <laughs> I don't like it, um, and I, I feel like it's very um, elitist. You know, I, I tend to write the way that I talk. Um, right. I actually miss that and have gone back to that after, after writing this book. So do you feel, I guess, so you feel at least uh, you, you met your challenge, you met your goals with it? I do. I do feel like I did that, yeah. Um, you've been doing this a while now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, in in that span of time, uh, what have been those pitfalls and struggles that you've faced along the way, and how have you, act, how have you dealt with those? Mm. <laughs> I say this all the time, and I'm not – exempt from it. I think that a lot of writers I know that started in slam and spoken word um, have been taught to be very um, doubtful about our skill. Um, and that was definitely something that I experienced for a long period of time, especially going into my MFA. Um, and I think it took a few years of being there for me to actually be able to recognize all the skills that I already had, that I had learned from slam all the forms that I already knew coming into poetry. Because um, slam has many forms <laughs> that do well. Yeah. Uh, we just don't always talk about them using those words. Um, and so I had to learn how to validate the knowledge that I already had and also not to elevate the language of the academy or the professional literary world mm. um, over the language, the language that I use with my community, with the people who loved me who understood that it, it takes relationships to build like a community poetry space. Um, right. And I, I had to learn to, to reinvest in that and to take a step back from, from the academy. So I got my MFA, but I, <laughs> I don't recommend it to anybody. And I talk most about it all the time <laughs> because I don't think it was really helpful for me as a writer. Um, I think I, one of the biggest things I think is like remembering, remembering how to value um, what may seem like it is common knowledge among your circles, you know, especially uh -huh. if it's devalued um, in the professional literary world. I, that's, I think that's a really good thing for people to remember. That's, I haven't heard, I haven't heard somebody say it like that before, but there's, there, you know, you, you see, especially in the Twitter world, you see the battles between like MFA and non MFA poetry. Uh -huh. uh, and it's always, you know, I, I got my master's in teaching instead of going mm -hmm. further into creative writing. Um, and I always wondered, I think for me, like my fascination with poetry comes from more the reading and watching and, and, you know, kind of breathing it. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And I, it is interesting to know, you know, do you feel like the MFA uh, program stifled you at all beyond the, like mm -hmm. sometimes feeling like you're devaluing things. Do you think like it stifled who you were as a writer or do you think it helped uh, helped you um, with your craft? That's funny. I don't think it did either of those things. I think, um, <laughs> I think, uh, I think just generally it was unhelpful because the structure of MFAs and, and traditional MFA style workshops um, doesn't, 
it, it almost feels like those have those things have dipples in what I'm trying to do with my work and the context that my work comes from. So I, I think when I was there, I just kind of felt like a fish out of water. It was very quickly like me walking into a workshop and realizing, oh, this just isn't for me. Um, <laughs> but I've already yeah. committed to being here. <laughs> you've committed to it. You've, you've already uh-huh. paid. So you've already paid. Or said you're, yeah. you know, like. I already yeah. have insurance. I don't want to leave that. You know, <laughs> so so I stayed and I did what I could there. But I think it just just generally was unhelpful. Um, yeah. And the things that I was interested in learning, um, I actually could have taught myself or continued learning right. from my community. Yeah. Very nice. Well, what are you most excited about in the world of poetry right now? What is what is kind of on on the you know on the forefront here? What's coming up that we should be excited about? Uh, and then what's coming up for you that we should be excited about? Yeah, I feel like a lot of my friends and a lot of people I know who have been in spoken word for a long time are are just now starting to work on collections or think about mm. publishing collections of their work. Um, so these are people that I've heard perform for years, you right. know, and just absolutely love, been in space with for a long time, but never had something of theirs to hold in my hands. Um, so there's a handful of people that I'm that I'm thinking of, a few of whom I'm working with, and so I'm seeing all the drafts <laughs> that yeah. they're putting together, and I I just couldn't be more excited um, to see what they put together. So that's that's probably what I'm most excited about right now. Um, and then in terms of my own work, um, I am I'm going to be teaching a like generative online creative writing workshop um, starting in a few weeks. I haven't publicly said this yet. Um, but I can say it to you because I'm planning it right now. Um, because I miss talking about poems with people in yeah. in a community kind of forum, you know, yeah. uh, as opposed to like uh, sort of studying, you know, in this like sterile way, <laughs> uh, you know, like the line breaks in a poem, you know, just asking people, okay, well, what do you feel? You know, right. what do you notice about this poem? What sticks out to you? Why do, why does it stick out to you? Okay, let's write a poem after that. That's that's those are the workshops that I grew up going to and Yeah. Um so just doing a bunch of those um late starting at the, the last week of this month. Um oh, that's gonna be and then, so much fun. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. Um and in the meantime I am I'm writing right now. I'm working on um I'm working on a small chapbook project that's all poems after other writers. Um, Ooh, okay. I just, I just went through a big like life transition. I moved across the country, um, back home to Texas, and um, I'm writing poems that happen sort of after that transition about all of those feelings. So I love after that. poems, yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today on TPQ20, uh, and we really look forward to seeing what comes next. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks for making time. I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to TPQ20. Please like, review, and subscribe.